God continue to uplift you. May the Lord continue to open your eyes. May the, your, your understanding become deeper, your wisdom become as the wisdom of God. Amen. Wisdom that comes from above and not from beneath in the name of Jesus. Our scripture reading will come from Ezekiel 48. Amen. Verse 30 through 35. Uh, the clarity for where we are to get to chapter 48, we'll, we'll go back to Ezekiel 40. Amen. We'll go back to Ezekiel 40. In addition to the reading, uh, we'll have Jeremiah chapter 31, verses 31 through 34, and then Revelation 21. Revelation, never say revelations because it wasn't, amen, a several revelations. It was just one revelation. One continuous revelation. Chapter 21, verse 1 through 8. Praise God. Our first reading out of Ezekiel 48. Our first reading out of Ezekiel 48. Amen. Uh, 30 through 35. And then Jeremiah 31 is our next. All in the new uh, King James Version. And then it says, there, uh, These are the exits of the city. On the north side, measuring 4,500 cubics. The gates of the city shall be named after the tribes of Israel. Amen. The three gates northward, one gate for Reuben, one gate for Judah, one gate for Levi. Uh, amen. On the east side, 4,500 cubits. Amen. Three gates, one gate for Joseph, one gate for Benjamin, one gate for Dan. On the south side, measuring... 4,500 cubits, there are three gates, amen, three gates, one gate Simeon, one gate Issachar, amen, one gate Zebulon. On the west side, 4,400 cubits, amen, with their three gates, amen, one gate for Gad, one gate for Asher, one gate for Nephtali, for Nephtali. Verse 35, my last verse. All the way around shall be 18,000 cubits. The name of the city, amen, from that day shall be the Lord is there, or Jehovah Shammah. Praise God. It sounds funny, but we'll make clarity tonight. Amen. Jehovah Shammah. Ezekiel 31, verse 31 through 40, 34 says, Behold, the day is coming, said the Lord, and I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel, and with the house of Judah, and with the house of Judah, according to the covenant that I made with the fathers in that day, I took them by the hand that led them out of the land of Egypt. My covenant, which they broke, though I was a husband to them, says the Lord. But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they will be my people. Verse 34, no more shall every man teach his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, know the Lord, for they shall all know me. From the least of them to the greatest of them, says the Lord, for I will forgive their iniquity and their sins I will remember no more. Revelation 21, Revelation I say to myself, Revelation 21 says, Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth, earth passed away. Also there was no more sea. Then I, 
John saw the holy city, a new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven, amen, from God, preparing as a bride adorned for a husband, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice saying from heaven, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with man. Behold, the tabernacle of God is with man. And he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself, God himself will be with them, and they, amen, be their God, and be their God. God himself will be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away every tear from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. Praise God. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed, have passed away. Verse 5, then he who sits on the throne says, Behold, I will I make uh, all things new. Glory to God. And he said to me, Write, for these things are true and faithful. Verse 6, and he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give of the fountain of the waters freely to him who thirsts. He who overcomes shall inherit all things and will be his, I will be his God and he shall be my son. Thank you, Father. But the cowardly, the unbelieving, the abominable, amen, the murderer, sexual immoral, the sorcerers, the idolaters, and all liars have their part, amen, in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Glory to God, which is the second death. Praise God. There's a city that is prophesied, amen, in Ezekiel uh, that is named Jehovah Shammah. This is the only place in the word of God where you see it, amen, in such a way. And that city is in the same city that later on, much later on, Amen. That he, uh, the John sees, he called it a new Jerusalem. It's a city where God is going to be, amen, in the midst of his people. Praise the name of the Lord. He's going to fulfill his original mandate, <clears throat> amen, in the Garden of Eden. Praise God. He's going to be amongst his people. This is the ultimate desire of the creator is to be in habitation, Emmanuel, to be among his people. His ultimate desire was from Genesis to Revelation. You see the creator yearning to have this intimate relationship with humanity. Amen. Yet in that intimacy, in that passion to be intimate with his creation, the creator has standards. The creator has principles whereby this is possible. Amen. Whereby this is possible for Amen. Creates the creator and his creation can dwell together in this type of utopia, this type of place. Glory to God. Amen. On earth now, amen, he uh, desires to be amongst his people. Amen. His desire is as the tabernacle and that he will be their God. And he says, then, then they will be my people. Amen. I'll be their God and they acknowledge, amen. Uh, that, that we're in covenant relationship with Jehovah. Glory to God. Amen. And so this is absolutely necessary that we understand 
and praise God, Jehovah Shammah. He purposed to be among his people. When you see that in Ezekiel 48, amen, you're seeing uh, uh, the word of God uh, like Ezekiel, Jeremiah, Isaiah, the first several chapters, amen, up to about chapter 38 in Ezekiel deals with condemnation. Then the other half, restoration. Same way with Isaiah, the first half deal with condemnation. The other half, amen, rec- restoration. Same way with Jeremiah, he, amen. None of the, only one of the books of prophets, amen, end on a sour note, amen. Only one, I think, amen, Jonah does. And maybe one other book end on a sour note. All other books end on a healing and a deliverance, amen. In order to understand all of the things that you're reading, in Ezekiel up to chapter, uh, in chapter 48 and back up chapter 46 and 47 with the river that flow up under the temple and all of the things in regard to the marshland and where the river goes, life is and all. In order to get all of that, you got to go back to understanding the context of the prophecy. And part of that begins in chapter 40. Amen. And part of that begins in chapter 40. And it says, in the 25th year of our captivity, at the beginning of the year, at the 10th day of the month, on the 14th year after the city was captured, amen, on that very same day, the hand of the Lord was upon me and took me there, amen, glory to God. And so the captivity that was referred to is the Babylonian captivity, amen. It is in the Babylonian captivity. It is in this place, 25 years within the captivity, that God shows Ezekiel that even in the midst of this calamity, even in the midst of my chastisement, I have fashioned a, a good for my people. Glory to God. Amen. Uh, he says, praise God, in another place, amen, I, I, amen, I think I'm thinking of you with good thoughts and not of evil, amen, and in the end, I'm going to prosper you. So God is always prophesying concerning, amen, restoration and healing and all of that, even in punishment. So this is in the, this is in the time of, a Babylonian uh, captivity, right in the time frame with Daniel, amen, right in the time frame with some parts of Jeremiah that are participating in, voluntarily, the Babylonian captivity. So he talks about the captivity, amen. So in the midst of that, he says, in the visions of the Lord, he took me into the land of Israel and set me on a very high mountain and on its, towards the south, uh, amen, was, was something like a structure of a city. This is where the revelation began. He took me there, and behold, there was a man whose appearance was like the appearance of bronze, bronze, who had linen of flax and a measuring rod in his hand. Glory to God, and he stood in the gateway. The man said to me, Son of man, look with your eyes, Hear with your ears and fix your mind on something I show you. For you were brought here so that I might show, amen, them to you. You were brought here, amen, for me to show you, praise God, what I'm about to do. Amen. Uh, Amen. Amen. Declare to the house of Israel everything you see. Glory to God. I'm about to, I brought you up here to show you something. And this thing that I'm going to show you, I want you to tell the whole house what I'm about to show you. 
Now there was a wall all around the outside of the temple, and a, and a man's hand was measured with a uh, was a measuring rod of six cubits long, each being a cubic and a handbreadth, and he measured the width of the wall structure, one rod, amen, with its height, one rod, amen. Then he went, and then he went to the uh, uh, gateway which faced the east, and he went up its stairs and measured the threshold of the, of, of the gateway, which was one rod wide, and on the other threshold, one rod wide. Each gate, glory to God, the chamber was one rod long and one rod, rod wide between the gates of the chamber in the space five, cube, five cubics and the threshold of the gate, gateway by the vestibule inside, amen, one rod. <laughs> Glory to God. So all of these measurements, he's measuring the city. Amen. This, this, this one uh, that looks like bronze, he's measuring the city. He's giving all the circumferences of the city. And so the inner court, the outer court, the north gateway, the south gateway, amen, the uh, south part of the inner court, all of these measurements, amen, where the sacrifices are prepared, at all of these directions, amen, the chambers of the priests and the chambers of the singers, the dimension in chapter 41, he's measuring the dimension of the sanctuary, chapter 42, 42 the chamber of the priests, amen. All of this, he's measuring, amen, the temple and all that is going on in and around the temple. Praise God. But this city in the end of his measuring, in the end of of all of the measuring that's going on, he gives the name of, of this in the conclusion of the matter. Uh, and the last part of Ezekiel 48, that's only, amen, 48 chapters, he says concerning all of this measuring and the gates, each gate for one of the tribes of Israel, and amen, that are three gates on all four sides, which equal 12, 12 of the tribes of Israel, amen, uh, in a city, you had entrances. You couldn't just go in any entrance. They were assigned entrances to go in, in and out of to worship. Amen. So this is this is in a revelation, amen, that he's having Ezekiel, praise God, concerning this city. And he says, and at the last verse of Ezekiel 48, where you find the terminology, Jehovah's Shama, praise God, this is the name of the dwelling place that he's seeing in a vision. This is the name of the dwelling place uh, that God is going to, amen, fix himself, and there he'll be amongst his people. Revelation 21, amen, is in accord with that, and he calls it a new, is that there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth because the first heaven and the first earth are going to pass away. And John said, I saw that holy city. This is the same city that, amen, that uh, uh, Abraham says that he was looking for city with foundations whose builder and whose maker was God. Glory to God. So he says, amen, I, amen, I'm making a place that I want, that I'm going to be permanently forever among my people. Amen, amen. Everything up to that point was designed for a covenant time and for a season. Old Testament, the tabernacle was for a covenant for a set time, a set covenant, and a set season. David, 
had the thought to make it more permanent, amen, which is also foreshadowing the coming city. It made that temple, amen, made the tabernacle a temple. The difference is one is portable, one is permanent. The permanent place is called the temple, but amen. And then the future that we're going to see in the house of God, praise God, is another eternal dwelling. So there was a temporary dwelling called the tabernacle, a permanent earthly structure called the temple, amen, and then a, amen, a forever structure, amen, uh, is, is this holy city is forever, amen, it's called the New Jerusalem, amen. The pattern that God showed Moses for the dimensions of the heavenly, the tabernacle, this first structure was the dimensions in the picture amen, of the eternal tabernacle of the new Jerusalem. Amen. Moses saw that much, and he gave him his dimensions. He said, see that you make it this, amen, uh, this way. And the purpose was that I may dwell among my people. Amen. Amen. So uh, all three were designed, amen, to a place where God could dwell amongst the people. The earthly versions of it was temporary, but the one that Ezekiel was talking about and in Revelation that John saw is an eternal place that is in heaven reserved for the end time and there's a new Jerusalem. I mean, there's a new earth heaven, a new earth and a new Jerusalem. Praise God, this holy city where Jehovah Shammah, amen, the Lord will be there. Hallelujah. The Lord will be there. But now we're in this type of dress rehearsal. Hallelujah where the Lord says, amen, I want you to know I'm present God. I'm not a past tense God. I'm not a God that has created all of and my sovereign rule over that, amen, you're, that you won't know I exist. Amen. I don't want to be to you some type of parable. I don't want to be to you some type of story of days of old. Glory to God. He says, I'm going to be a God that you will know I'm alive that you will know right now that I exist, that I am an ever-present God. I'm, I'm not present, but at the same time, amen, I, I, I have the ability to make you feel like I'm in one place only and you're the only child. Um, amen, I'm, I'm not present. Not only that, amen, I'm, 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 my center is everywhere. Glory to God. But I'm a, I have the ability for you to know by yourself only Amen, that I exist. I'm a right now, ever-present God. Glory to God. Amen, I'm a right now, amen, I'm, I'm not present. Glory to God. I'm omnipotent. I'm all-powerful. I'm omniscient. I'm all-knowing. Glory to God. And so God said, I want you to understand and know yourself. I'm not like your other gods. I'm not like your other, other gods that you got to carry. Praise God that you plant a vineyard of pine trees. And when you cut it down, one part you warm by it. Other parts you carve and make a God and bow down to it. Say, I'm not, I'm not, no, I'm not a God that got eyes and can't see. I'm not a God that got ears and I can't hear. I'm not a God that got a mouth, but I can't talk. He says, amen, I see you. I hear you. I'm speaking to you. Uh, amen. I, my desire is for you to know individually Glory to God that I exist. I'm an existing God. I got standards. Amen. I have a way in Christ 
how to get to me through the power of the, of, of the Holy Spirit, the vehicle of prayer, but I want you to know I exist. I'm not just, I'm, I'm not a God that's out in some never, never land. I'm not a God that's so far out in the heavens, all you can do is look upon me. He says, I'm a God that, I, amen, I want to draw near to the creation and have this type of love relationship where you know I exist. You know I answer prayer. You know I speak. And when I speak, it's like fire. When I speak, it's like a hammer that falls. When I speak, there's an assurity. When I speak, there's healing. When I speak, there's deliverance. I want you to know I got a mouth and I can use, I'm going to use it. Glory to God. Amen. To the creator speaking to his creation. Glory to God so that you know I'm an ever-existing God. I am that I am. I, I am that I am. And all that you need, I'll supply. A amen. In your, my presence is the fullness of joy. I want, you to, I want you to know for yourself that I'm God. Jeremiah 31 says, I'm, I'm going to be so close. He says, behold, in, that, in the days are coming, say the Lord, when I make this new covenant with the house of Israel and Judah, amen, uh, this is what's going to happen. Glory to God. He said, I'm going to put my law in your mind. Amen. I'm going to do this myself. Praise God. We are, you, you already messed it up. <laughs> Glory to God. I'm going to put my law in your mind. I'm going to write my law on your hearts. And I will be their God, and they shall be my people. No more, no more shall every man teach his neighbor or every man his brother saying, know the Lord. Glory to God. He says, in that day, there's not going to be a time when someone had to tell you to know me. Glory to God. For they all shall know me, from the least of them to the greatest of them, said the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquities, in their sins, I remember no more. That's the obstacle. That's the thing that's keeping me from them. That's the thing that's causing the division. That's the thing that's causing death. Amen. In mankind, where their spirit is not alive, they don't know me. Amen. And that day, that will be remembered no more. Their iniquity will be forgiven. I will be an ever-present God. Amen. From Genesis to Revelation, the intimacy is getting is getting closer and closer. The intimacy is getting more and more serious. Glory to God. When the Old Testament prophets, the spirit rested up on, the spirit rested up on the prophets. Had they prophesied, God used them. Amen. Elijah outran the chariots of Ahab. Then the spirit lifted. Praise God, because Christ hadn't came yet and cleansed us so that the spirit can dwell. Hallelujah. So, and amen, but he comes in the New Testament, he says his name is going to be Emmanuel. God is going to be with us, amen, and dwell within man through the atoning works of Christ. Amen. You're going to, amen, the relationship is going to increase in this covenant. Then I'm going to make another covenant where I'll never go away from you. Amen. There'll be no need for light because I'll be the light. There'll be no need for glory to God for crying. I'm going to wipe the tears from your eyes. It's literally translated tear duck. So I'm going to wipe away the thing that caused tears. You're not going to need that anymore because there won't be no more sickness. There'll be no more pain. None of that because I'm the Lord. My glory shall be light. You'll need no need for electricity. You'll need no need for candles. You'll need nothing, amen, to illuminate your presence because I'm going to be, 
amen, God with you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Glory to God, my Father. So, 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 so the, the, the relationship and its intensity is increasing. Hallelujah. The relationship and its intensity is increasing. My, amen, you feel it now. We call it revival, but it's really God's love language. He's saying, I'm coming closer. Amen, I'm coming closer. My desire is to be among men. I, I, I wanted you to work it out, but since you didn't work it out, I'm going to work it out myself. I'm going to give me that old stony heart. I'm going to get rid of that and give you a new heart. I'm going to, amen, I'm going to cause you a glory to God to clean up what you've blasphemed my name. Hallelujah. I'm going to do it myself. The relationship God has with humanity is intensifying. He's drawing closer. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It's intensifying. It's intensifying. And, amen. And he says, I'm not going to be sporadic anymore. I'm not going to be, hallelujah. I'm not going to be sporadic, amen, in my visitations. Amen. I, it's going to be long. It's going to be more frequent. Hallelujah. And my glory to God. And my time with you is going to be longer. Amen. I'm not going to just up and down. Amen. I'm not going to show myself strong and then keep, amen, those sporadic short-term visitations. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He says, I'm doing away with short-term visitations. It's getting more intense. His relationship with humanity is getting more intense. Hallelujah. Amen. It's getting more intense. He's drawing the lost. He's drawing those that are, amen, that have lost their way. He's drawing them back by the power of his presence. It's getting more intense. And that is an indicator we're about to shift into a new part of the covenant. Glory to God, where the Lord will be glorified. Amen. And many of the lost will come to Christ. The harvest is, is indeed plentiful, but the laborers are few. Glory to God. I want to say again, the, the relationship with God's covenant people is getting more intense. He's intensifying his relationship. He's Jehovah Shammah. Hallelujah. Amen. He said, I want you to know I'm real. I want you to know I'm right here. I want you to feel me. I want you to experience me. I want you to be able to, uh, uh, glory to God. I, I need you for you to be able to recognize that I'm, amen, I'm not some far off creature like the Pleiades or the Orion or Saturn or Mars or Venus. I'm right here. Though I'm all, no, though I'm there as well, but I'm coming closer. I'm making myself known so you can seek me while I may be found. Call upon me while I'm near. I'm the Lord God, and besides me, there is none other. I'm the Holy One of Israel. The relationship is intensifying, and he's doing it himself. The relationship with the creator and with the creation is intensifying. His voice is more frequent. The, the yearning, hallelujah, the yearning is getting more, glory to God, amen, louder. It's more intense. It's getting bigger. Glory to God. James 4, and I'm almost done. James 4, glory to God, amen. And I want to show you this revelation so that you can get this in your spirit and you understand this. Glory to God. James 4. And it says, in verse 4, James 4 and 4, adulterers and adulteress, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity 
with God. Whosoever, therefore, wants to be a friend of the world, make himself an enemy of God. Or do you, now, do you think that the scripture says in vain, the spirit yearns jealously? Let's read that in the New Living Translation. The same scripture in the New Living Translation, James 4 and 4. You adulterers, do you, don't you realize that the friendship with the world makes you an enemy of God? Amen. I say it again. If you want to be a friend of the world, you make yourself an enemy of God. Uh, do, you, do you think that the scripture has no meaning? That say that God is passionate? <laughs> that God is passionate? Glory to God. That the spirit he has placed within us should be, amen, faithful to him. Should be faithful to him. Glory to God. He gives gracious, grace graciously, as the scripture said, God opposes the proud, amen, and gives grace to the humble. The, script, the, the spirit that's in us wants to be faithful to him, amen. The spirit in us yearns to be faithful to him, amen. But when we attach ourselves to the world, amen, it is, it is equivalent to being in a covenant physically in the world, married, and yet your mind is somewhere else. Amen. You're already an adulterer and an adulteress. Praise the name of the Lord. God says, when you, you're in covenant with me, but your mind is in the world, that's an adulterous spirit. Amen. And the, and the spirit of truth that's in us yearns jealously to be in his place. It's a jealous God. Your heart is connected and yearning for something, amen, that's causing enmity between you and I. The relationship is going sour because your body is here and your mind is on the other side of town. This, amen, the spirit, amen, he yearns jealously to have our heart and our mind on God and God alone. <laughs> Hallelujah. Friendship with the world makes oneself an enemy with God. Thank you, Father. He yearns jealously. The relationship is getting more intense. Glory to God. The relationship is getting more intense. He says, I want, amen, I want you, I want, I, I need all of your attention. It's equivalent to, amen, to finding out that, you know, a spouse is in some other relationship and then who they're in with is much, much less than you yourself. And so you're looking at it and say, oh, is this what you want to be with? Amen. This is humanly speaking. Oh, this is what you like? This is what you want to be with? Amen. So it make the, the 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 initial findings make you upset, but who it is make you even more upset. That's why God look at us and says, "Now you want to choose that over me." Glory to God. Yearns jealously. I say it again. The relationship is intensifying. The relationship is intensifying because, Amen. God yearns, Amen, Amen, to be among His people. God's greatest desire and man's greatest need are one. And that's to be together. God's greatest desire and man's greatest need is the same. And that's fellowship. And that's with one another. The relationship between the almighty and creation is intensifying. Hallelujah. Because he's willing that none should perish, but all come to repentance. It's, it's amen. It, things, are crank, things are cranking up as we speak. It's getting more and more hot. Code the fire is already boiling. Thank you, Father. It's already kindling. It is hot. 
Hallelujah. Because the Almighty, amen, this is his, this is his, and I'm done. This is his love language. <laughs> Thank you, Father. This is his love language. This all of the voices and the prophecy, all of the deliverance and all of that. This is his love language saying, making rid of people that's prepared for the coming of the Lord. The relationship is intensifying by the day. The relationship, the desire of the Father to dwell amongst his people is intensifying, amen, by the day. We're in this type of dress rehearsal for, amen, the tabernacle that we see in Ezekiel as well as Revelation, as well as the city who has foundations, whose building making is God that Abraham saw. We are in this uh, preparation phase to dwell with the Lord forever. Right now, it's, it's temporary, it's sporadic, amen, but he will gear it up for ever tabernacle with Jehovah Shammah. The Lord is there. I'm going to be your God, and you shall be my people forever. Hallelujah. Glory to God. This is for his own peculiar people, his own special people, his own priesthood. You shall be my people, and I shall be your God. This is, this is going to be an eternal thing. Glorious God, an eternal thing. We're just getting ready. Amen. But the thing is heating up as we speak. We're calling it revival. We're calling prayer meeting, but it's just God's love language is turned up. Amen. God's love language is turned up. Hallelujah. And that's his desire is to dwell among men. And amen, that we be whole, that we be delivered, and that we'll be a people of God. Uh, amen. A kingdom priesthood that know how to minister in the presence of God, a kingdom priesthood that know how to minister in the presence of God, that we won't bring strange fire as Nadad and Abihu did. Glory to God. Amen. But we'll worship the Lord and the beauty of holiness. What we put on the altar shall be prescribed and from him and him alone. We won't bring strange fire into the presence of the Almighty. Glorious Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for tonight. I thank you for your people. Thank you for what you're doing in us and through us, through your presence. And we give you glory and praise. Teach us how to walk in your word. Teach us how to follow your prophetic word. When it's released, teach us to follow it and fulfill everything that is said, that we won't be just be hearers, but we'll be doers of your word. In the name of Jesus, as you're growing these people, as you're swelling in them, as the relationship intensifies, give us a discernment and a sensitivity to know how to walk with you Amen, circumspectly, and as to please you in the name of Jesus Christ. We bless you and we thank you for all that you've done. Glory to God. Amen.